All right, welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Um, today I'm joined by a repeat offender here, um, Eli. Yeah, I know that uh, that song keeps getting a little bit longer and longer, but every time I listen to it, I just want to hear a little bit more. Um, and the video is pretty exciting. So let me give you a proper uh, introduction. Uh, this is my guest, Eli. That's my new hype button. I'm really excited about it. It's really annoying and probably going to use it a little bit too much. Uh, so I was talking to Eli and we were talking about my dissertation topic. And so this is, we're going to take a break usually from, uh, from the usual topics of military assistance. We're going to talk about assistance for me, right? Assisting me with uh, my dissertation topic here. Um, Previous topic and still my topic until I officially change is why do uh, veterans turn to extremist organizations, right? But after going to um, the submersion weekend with uh, the people at Troy University in the Global Leadership Program, um, I want to focus on What's the proper term? We'll, we'll say Latinos right now, Latinos. The Latinos in the United States, why are we misidentified? Why have we been misrepresented, um, incorrectly classified for at least the past 49 years? Because that's how old I am. And to give you a bit of a background, let me start by saying, when I was born, my birth certificate says that I'm white. I've never been white. The Alley County Police Department and Alley County Sheriff's Department made it perfectly clear I am not white. So please don't say that I'm white because it's offensive to me. All right? Then I made it to elementary school and all of a sudden I'm now Latino. Well, I'm also not Latino because um, I'm not Latin. Right? I've never been part of the Roman Empire and I wasn't a, legion, a legionnaire and I don't speak Latin, so I'm not Latin. Make, make it a junior high, and I'm now Hispanic, right? Definitely not Hispanic. And for those of you saying, well, what's wrong with Hispanic? It's offensive. It's a slave term. Don't call me Hispanic, because I will punch you in the face. Right? And if you don't know the history of it, all you got to do is just go Google it. It's uh, based off of the territory, which is now the Iberian Peninsula. And if you look, what's on the Iberian Peninsula? It's Spain and Portugal. What do they speak in Portugal? Portuguese. Brazilians are not considered Hispanic. Why not? They're in the same area, right? South America, Latin America. Why? Just because they speak Portuguese? Makes no sense. All right. So don't call me Hispanic because that's offensive. So make it to college. And because I was in California, now all of a sudden I'm Chicano, right? It's very specific to California. Don't call me Chicano. All right. That was some group who wanted to classify or make ourselves feel special. Don't. That's offensive. It's telling Eli here. Fast forward to when I joined the military, right, in 2000. I'm at uh, Fort Benning. I think now it's called Fort Moore at reception. You know, uh, the first few days when you're there, when they you're in processing, right? African-American lady, uh, GS employee, asked me, what's my race? I said, Mexican. She looked at me and said, Mexican is not a race. That's your ethnicity. I said, yes, but race can be uh, any physical attribute. I don't know why it's based off a of skin tone. That's obsolete. It's pathetic and it's just stupid, which the drill, white drill sergeant heard and said, 
get down and do 25 push-ups. So I did. He said, now get up. He's like, what's your race? I'm still Mexican. Get down, do 25 more. Okay, did 25 more. Get up. What's your race? Still Mexican. Get down, do 25 more. Okay. This guy was so stupid, he didn't realize I could do push-ups all day long. And I could run all year long. If he said, do sit-ups, after 50, I would have said whatever he wanted me to say. But he didn't, because he's stupid, right? Uh, so no, I'm not Hispanic white. Because now you're combining the two terms that I think are offensive to me. No. And I'm not Hispanic non-white. So I had to pick other. My entire military career, I was other. Then we fast forward to 2020, two years before I'm going to get out of the military, two years before I retire from the military. Now I'm asked, are you Latinx? Latinx? What the hell is that? I had to Google, Google it. Whatever. I respect your right. If you, if you want to say you're Latinx, that's fine. It's like, but if we have all these terms for gender, then why is it that I can't pick my own term for my identity? It makes no sense. I don't understand why the United States government keeps forcing these terms on me because none of them, I don't identify with any of them. And if you want to know, because I know somebody out there, well, what would you want to be called? Well, if you call me Mestizo, not only am I going to punch you in the face, but I'm going to take a crowbar and beat the crap out of you because that's a slave term. That's what the Spanish conquistadors called to the mixed race that they thought were lesser than them. So don't call me Mestizo. What you can call me is Mesoamerican because my ancestry is half indigenous from the people in the Mexico area, the Aztecs and the Mayans. My family are descendants of the Mayans and the Spanish, right? Well, I don't like the Spanish, so don't call me that. Call me Mesoamerican because that's where I come from. And if you're asking, well, where's Mesoamerica? Well, can't give you exact grid, but it's pretty much from... We'll say like the San Diego area in California, like that area, down throughout Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, yep. basically Central America. That's what Mesoamerica is. So what do they call themselves in South America? I don't know. That's not my problem. You figure it out. There's a whole continent of people that can speak for themselves. I'm not speaking for them. What do they call themselves in, in the Caribbean? I don't know. You guys figure that out. That's why I wish we were going to have another guest on, um, Georgie, but Georgie is having some personal issues or he's taking care of some business, so uh, he wasn't here with us, but Puerto Rican, right? He's from the Caribbean, so I wanted to get his view on this. And if it sounds like I'm a little passionate, a little angry about this, it's because I am. Uh, because my parents came here, my father came here, he uh, immigrated from Mexico, right? Didn't speak a word of English. How he managed, I don't know. But he got by with Jess, Juno, and OK. I didn't speak any any Spanish. And people were like, well, how did you communicate with my with your dad? It's like, well, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But after a while, I can figure out, tráeme un cerveza. You know? OK. Bring me a beer. OK. I can figure that out. All right. It took me forever to figure out the difference between desarmador and uh, Matillo. So I wouldn't, okay. and I, I wouldn't know. I would get confused. So I'd just bring the whole toolbox, man, right? And that was it. Other than that, what, what would my father say? Buenos dias, buenas noches. You know, part of my, pardon my language here, but he'd 
Vete la chingada, pinche pendejo, cabrón. It's like, I didn't know what the words were, but I knew he was mad. Right? If I did something wrong, that's how he responded. So it's not like it, I had to be a genius to figure out what he was saying. Right? But everywhere I go, people want to automatically assume that I speak Spanish. There was a retired sergeant major who started his own podcast. He has three episodes since January. It's basically the same as mine, but he's focusing on just having like sergeant majors as his uh, his guest speakers, which is stupid. It's like, why would you want a sergeant major? How have they transitioned? Right? Why would you have somebody who hasn't transitioned on your podcast? But it's whatever, man. That's your podcast. You do whatever. So uh, he called me uh, before I went out to Alabama and he said, uh, called me up. On our network, he sent out this message asking for, for support for anybody who would be on his podcast. So I emailed him. I said, in English, this is my name. This is when I retired. These are the degrees I hold. This is the PhD program I'm in. This is the data analytics boot camp that I'm in. These are the certifications I hold. And you can reach me at this email or this cell phone number. So he calls me up and he's like, Rodriguez. Puedo, me puedes ayudar, Rodríguez, porque. It's like, all right, it's like, all right, buddy, like, I don't know if you understand this, but I just got home from work. I'm trying to do my assignment for my PhD program. I'm trying to pack, trying to spend time with my wife and trying to do it all at once. I told him, you need to speak English to me right now, right? Because I didn't have the extra mental space to waste on thinking about what I'm going to say in, in Spanish. Because Spanish isn't my first language. So I have to think about what I want to say. And his response was, with a name like Rodriguez, you would think that you speak Spanish. It's like, goodbye. And just hung up. Like, are you stupid? Like, first of all, speak like a normal human being. Like, eh, Rodriguez. Like, you are not a sergeant major anymore. Right? But that's a discussion for another day. Um, and I understand why people come up and speak to me in Spanish. It's like, it's, it's a way to... We look the same, we look similar, so it's way in so we can build that camaraderie, right? And so I don't take offense to it. That's fine, okay? But if I tell you that I don't speak Spanish, whether it's true or not, you need to respect what I say and don't insult me. And I've experienced that throughout my life. And I've discussed to other, my father was first generation, right? Which means I'm second generation here. I've noticed that second generation people in this country deal with this issue, the ones who don't speak Spanish, because we're viewed as not, we're not really Mexican like they are. Even if you were born in the United States, well, you're not a real Mexican because you don't speak Spanish. And yet, I'm really not American, right? Because, oh, well, you're brown, you're a Mexican. So what am I then? Where do I fit in? I was like, God damn, dude, like, I've deployed 11 times for my country. Been blown up three times. I hold three master's degrees. I own two houses. What more do I have to do to prove I'm American? Right? And, and as far as, like, being Mexican, no, I don't want to be Mexican. You know, every time I deployed, I didn't see, I wasn't there next to the Mexican federales. Mexico sucks. I don't want to be in Mexico. Time right now, so that's just my personal opinion about Mexico. I still have family there. Love my family. 
I don't want to live there. And guess what? I don't even want to visit. No. But I've talked quite a bit. And I've run my mouth and got my frustrations out. Eli, what can you tell me anything about your... You have kids, right? I have uh, four of them. Can you tell me anything about like your experiences um, growing up? Like if you've experienced any of the craziness... Because I'll admit, maybe my experience is just unique. No, it's not. So the first time I went home was middle school. I have older brothers. Uh, there was four who were filling. I went home as my older brother, around your age. And it's like, hey, what are we? What are we? What, what, what? It's like, you're Mexican. But it wasn't one of the choices. And I think it was a prep test. It, it, it was collecting uh, demographics for the state test. And I was too embarrassed to ask the teacher. So I turned around to my classmates, and they were circling white, right? Um, I think Hispanic wasn't there. Maybe it was. I circled Hispanic, and I looked around, and obviously, and then the next choice was white. But I was like, it felt weird to me. It's like, yeah, because just like you, so I'm first generation, right? Parents from Mexico. But no, I guess, yeah, no, we're, we're in the same boat. But I think being from South Texas, right? I mean, I, I speak Spanish fluently only because I'm from the border. It's right on the border. So English is taught in school and Spanish is taught. It's, it's, it's mixed in together. So it's just, just part of the it's part of the upbringing but no I think I've, 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 I've faced the same experiences and recently right I'm doing transition stuff and the same labels are there you go to USA Jobs the same labels are there right? I think some do ask but it's rare that they don't break it down you know Mexico or because it's uh, Latin America it's just how many countries is that I don't know. a lot of countries and mixed in, in there, you got Brazil. So for me, it's, it's been the same issue, right? What am I? Um, I'm, I'm Mexican-American, right? That's how I identify as. But throughout my whole career in the Army, I have to be straight with circle other or or to avoid, I mean, I'm, I'm, any questions or anything, Hispanic, right? Um, and white. It, it's not available. But it's just weird, and, and some choices are Latino, right? It's just, it's just uh, I cringe a little bit. Do I have a problem with it sometimes? Right? Uh, but I do have an issue with, as far as people assuming you speak Spanish, um, unless I feel comfortable with the person, I'll speak Spanish back, right? But it's just the assumption of how you look. Right? Yeah. And uh, my, my kids, right? So I'm... I'm, I'm I married a, a white woman, sir. Let's say hi to her right now. And our kids are mixed. Um, right? So each kid is different. My daughters look real Mexican, real tan. And they assume they speak Spanish. Uh, my, my eight-year-old came back and said, hey, there's a girl who thought I spoke Spanish. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, they're kids, right? But I, I don't think it changes as we get older. It's just your parents is like, oh, you're going to speak Spanish or you're Hispanic. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that person could be Native American, right? I mean, 
just the way it is. We have a very universal look. How do you not... Maybe I'm from the Middle East. Maybe I'm from the South Pacific. Exactly. If you come up to me, you don't know where I'm from. How do you know I'm not, like, part Middle East and part Indonesian? I was saying this at the... You know, I would... If you're going to come up to me and talk a different language, how about you throw some French out so I can practice? No? How about some Portuguese? The European one, because I got the, the Brazilian one down pretty good, but throw some port European one out. No? How about some Indonesian? You want to throw some Indonesian? Because I really need a lot of practice with that. If I need practice with my Spanish, I'll drive down to Sanford, which anybody in the Fort Liberty area knows, like, there's a large population of my type of people, whatever we are. In Sanford. It's interesting. So, I was in Korea. Totally off the grid, I know. So, we're at the airport. Uh, I work protocol. My GS-12 was there next to me. We were waiting on the VIPs to come in. Um, and so, there was a large population there. There was teenagers. We didn't know what was going on. Tragic K-pop was coming off the plane. The same plane as our VIPs. So my GS boy, uh, he assumes these these girls and teenagers are Koreans. So he goes over to them, starts talking Korean. Turns out the girls are Japanese. So it was like a hundred Japanese folks. I was like, and I was like, how how could you mess that up? It's like, oh yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> it's just it's the same thing, right? He assumed they spoke Korean. They were from Japan. They were following the K-pop group. And they were never going to a concert. But it's just the, those assumptions. He was embarrassed. This is a man that is uh, full but a Korean in his 60s. And he just thought those, those kids were Koreans, right? So, yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, but, um, so, you know, that was an honest mistake. You know, and so at least he owned it, you know, like, hey, man, I made a mistake, you know, but like with people, they're like, like that guy is like, you don't speak Spanish. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I put my sombrero on and my, my poncho and go find a cactus so I can take a goddamn siesta? Would that be better for you? Uh, I, I cringe sometimes. I think they just, and then whenever, because I mean, like I said, my kids don't speak Spanish. The only reason I speak Spanish is like grew up on the border. Yeah. So Laredo, where I'm from, is just a, it's, it's very, very, it's, it's, it's just ninety percent are, are from Mexico. The rest are from Latin America. You know, you name it, uh, triangle countries, trilat. But I, I would say I, I I don't switch to Spanish, especially if there's people that don't understand the language around me. I'll stick to English, right? Because I think it's a, it's it's, oh, it's a little bit offensive, right? If it, it just it just it just feels odd, and I think people have labeled me something else as oh, you're not proud of your heritage. I am. Uh, I think I think when it comes to second and third generation Mexicans, they're real patriotic, right? Because that's their roots. And they're proud, but I think a lot of people don't know that, right? I mean, just because you don't speak the language. Doesn't mean you're not proud of your heritage. I think that's I, a misconception, right? 
I, I try to explain this to people. It's like you just see me and you automatically assume that I speak Spanish. It's like when you find somebody who's of German descent, do you automatically go up to them and start speaking German? You know, do you find somebody who is from uh, Ireland and or Scotland? Where I, I'm not exactly sure where this, but do you start speaking Celt? You know, like, like what what are we doing here? It's like don't let your prejudices like that's your problem. You're the prejudice sob, not me. I'm straightening you out, and if you don't like it, that's just too goddamn bad. You know, and, and I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, there's a reason why I joined the military, right? Because I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have kids. But growing up in East Los Angeles, I knew that if I did, they were going to go have the same problems that I did um, with not speaking Spanish, right? Because, oh, you say you're American. You're, you should be embarrassed. You want to say you're Mexican like us? It's like, we're, we're all born in, like our parents came here for a better opportunity for us. It's like, yeah, they celebrate the when the Mexican soccer team wins because they still have that hold on Mexico. It's like, I don't. Yeah. I haven't put my all the time I spent together in Mexico, it's maybe two months over 49 years, right? I spent more time in Iraq than I have in, in uh, exactly. Mexico. It's like, so what are we talking about? It, do I consider myself Iraqi, Middle Eastern? No. So, so what, are we, what are we talking about here, right? So I, I, I left because I didn't want my kids growing up. My, my father made it a point that he wanted his kids to speak English, right? So I, I didn't want my kids to have to deal with that problem of, uh, oh, you think you're bad, huh? Which I always thought I was, I was a smartass then. I'm smartass now. I'm going to die a smartass. You know, it's like. Get that? Oh, you you think you're bad, huh? And I'd ask, "Is like, is that a question or a statement?" And then I'd have to take off running because the idiots would get them. They they didn't know it was an insult. They just knew I was saying something to make them look bad. And so I would just have to take off running. <laughs> no, I think uh, uh, it's funny to <laughs> yeah. Because South Texas is unique too, but as soon as you go out to San Antonio. The Spanish goes away, right? And I think my parents saw that, right? Because we have family in San Antonio, and they noticed the accent. So I think for my parents, they didn't know how to speak English, but they made it a point to enforce education. All right, is a don't don't forget where you're from, but you may want to work on reading more, right? The, the basics, right? That that education they didn't get. If you ask me if I, go, if I would go back, no. Uh, just for the sake of my kids getting a better education. And I think that's my choice, right? Some people have a different choice. Um, but the way that uh, education that I got, I think if I would have been still there, I would have had an accent. And I think my salary wouldn't be as good. Um, so I wanted to leave right ahead. And my parents were okay with that. But, I mean, at first they weren't. Um, um, but 9-11 happened, and then they had students in anyway. All right, this is your patriotic duty. If that would happen in Mexico, we would have done it. So I think they supported me for that. But no, as far as uh, just leaving, it was a good thing for me. Some people, it's not, and that's okay. But I think personally, I was able to, you know, 
get better education, get, get better to be more rounded. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still proud to be from Mexican parents, of course. And, yeah. yeah. I like that. It's, it's, it's part of my makeup. When we moved out to North Carolina, my son was probably about, I don't know, he was older. And one day we were talking, we were at our house and talking about just being Mexican. And he looked at us and he's like, I'm Mexican? I said, yeah, you're Mexican. And that's fine. I didn't have, I, I'm happy that he grew up just knowing that he was an American. He shouldn't have to worry about that nonsense. Our daughter too. What I worry about now is my granddaughter. You know, she's half white and half Mexican, right? Half, which is perfectly fine. I don't care about it, but she has like the Southern accent, right? It's twang. And so we're, I'm teaching her Spanish, but I'm teaching her slang Spanish, right? And they tell her, hey, go get me some feria. And it's like, okay, aquí es tattoo feria, right? And speaking with the southern twang in Spanish. So what is somebody going to tell her when she's older if she's speaking Spanish with the, with the twang, with the southern accent? Like, what is she? She's less than? She, oh, well, you're not really American. Oh, but you're definitely not Mexican. You know what? Screw you, man. It's like, who cares, right? Well, I, it, it just always seems like... I, like I, One, I don't know why we're trying to categorize, uh, place everyone in, in this category here in the United States. It's like, if you live here and you work and you pay your taxes and you're not committing crimes, then how about we just say we're all Terran, human, American. Just leave it at that. American. I'd be yeah. good with American. And just... Yeah, just, and let me get on my soapbox again. I, I know there are people, there might be people around the world saying, well, I'm from South America. Why do you get to say that you're American? Let me use this as an example for you. It's like, and I use this when I was down in uh, Peru and Colombia. Let's say we're in a cafe, right? And I always let them pick. And it's usually somewhere in Paris or, of course, Spain, right? Madrid. And it's like, say we're in a cafe. We're having a cappuccino in the afternoon, right? And five armed men come in with AK-47s. And they say, we want the Americans in here and everybody else will be allowed to leave. What do you say? Do you raise your hand and say, I'm American? Or do you turn and point at me and say, that's the guy you want. That's the American right there. It's like you and everybody on this planet knows that they will point at me and say, that's the American. I'm from Colombia, Peru. Paraguay, Argentina, anywhere else but the United States. That's why we're American, and you're not. Interesting answer, interesting question. I think a test for that, that'd be valid. Well, everybody wants to say that they're American when it's like, a, you know, football games, Diet Cokes, and Budweiser's. But when it's a when there's a problem, nah, not me, not American. That's those guys over there. They're 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 the American. Oh, sure, sure. Right. Exactly. That's so what, that's I, I my point. I grew up with that. I grew up in South Texas. It was it was a weird dynamic because ninety percent of my family was in Mexico, right? So I think you, you mentioned a little bit about this. You went to Mexico. As a family, you weren't Mexican enough. When you came to the U.S., I had cousins in Houston, 
San Antonio. It's like, whoa, buddy, you have an accent. It's like, uh, you're not American enough. It was, it was weird. And I think I had to have an issue with that. It's like, man, it's like, this sucks. <laughs> what am I, right? Like, so that identity is just something I struggle with. When I was young, and I would ask my brothers, and say, we're Americans. And that was it. My brothers told me, say, yeah, man. Yeah, your birth certificate says you were in Texas. You're American. So, okay. Sounds good. So, but I think it's just interesting that I think that, you know, when it comes to like filling out forms, whatever it is, you know, and any government items, you name it, they, they, they haven't modified it, right? All these labels. I mean, I didn't know about Land X. I told you, I thought you were messing with me. It's like, oh, very funny. No idea. I didn't believe you. I Googled it. It's like, oh, man. He's just—he's right. This yeah. is a term nowadays. Yeah, and I wish Georgia was here because I tend to notice—I uh, don't know if you notice on the Latino. And I think if you're from the Caribbean, you use that term a lot. I notice that because you would never hear somebody from Mexico or South Texas, in my case, the Latino term. So I wish Georgia was here because maybe there's a reason behind that, right? So, but I do notice that. So you, you mentioned about like uh, going to Mexico and they would tell you stuff, right? Well, they would call me a bocho, right? Bocho, yeah, exactly. Meaning, and for those, if you're listening, a bocho basically is like you're not, you're not really Mexican. You might have like a, a, a Latino last name, a Mexican last name, but you're not a true Mexican. You're, you're other, right? And when I was, I, I wanted Georgie on here because when we were down in Colombia, um, one of the guys that we were ripping with had his himself like a little nurse that he was going out with, right? And, and she asked me uh, what I was. I'm like, the how, the how kind of question is that? And I said, well, I'm American. It's like, well, no, you're not really American. So like, well, what are you? It's like, it's like you're, she's like, you're not white. So what are you? It's like, well, I'm Mexican. And her response was like, oh, you're one of those. Meaning I was less than. It's like I wasn't really Mexican and I wasn't really American. Now this is coming from a Colombian, all right? Yes. Who's trying to get into the United States by marrying a soldier. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, are we really having this conversation? Of course I handled it poorly. I lost my mind on her. Georgie came out and saw that I was losing my mind. I explained it to him and he lost his mind. And then the guy that we were ripping out with had to like, hey, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, so Colombia's interesting. Me of a situation where I was in, where we're at, it was brand new mission. Uh, there was no American personnel, so the governor invited us to talk to him. So they gave us a, a heads up: "Hey, there's going to be media." Okay, sounds good. I mean, I don't mind. I talked to our PAO office. Let me see. Hey, here's a talking point. Let's see within your limits. Blah blah blah. You know the, the standard. So we show up. And uh, my medic, uh, obviously, is white. Um, and I did notice whenever they saw him with me, the Americans were here. Because we had previous engagements with the governor. Uh, the Americans weren't there until the medic showed up with me. So I, I used it to my advantage. But anyway, the media shows up. The reporter shows up. And she walks past me. 
into the governor's office. It was only me at that point. The, the guys hadn't arrived yet. Um, and I'm there, and I, I'm hearing, because it's real echoey in that room. The room is open. It's like, where are the Americans at? It's like, yeah, you know. Oh, uh, he's outside. <laughs> so she comes out. She looks at me. She goes back in. There's a like, where? It's like, the, the tall guy. It's like, I guess, you know, semi-tall, whatever. And, and she, I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. It's like, what embassy? The American? So she pops her head out and she asks me, American embassy? With the flag and the stars? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Like, yeah, I spoke her fluent Spanish. She's like, yeah, the U.S. has, has a couple of thousand Mexicans, so that's what I am. <laughs> so, um, so long story short, I didn't get interviewed. Yeah. Because I wasn't the right image of an American. But Colombians, it's, it's a different uh, dynamic, right? Uh, that night, I was like, it's just part of their, 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 so their, their DNA, right? It's just... Reading, reading some... Um, you know, I, I teach um, soldiers who are going overseas, and especially going to Colombia, right? And for them to hear this part, they don't believe it. They think I'm talking crazy. No. It's like, Colombia, with the exception of Guyana, Colombia is the most racist country I have ever been to in my life. And that's remnants of the Spanish Empire. And for those of you who don't understand, this is what Spain did. And it wasn't just in Colombia. It was everywhere that they had a system, right? They would come in. They would conquer the land. Then they would set up this system, right? They called it, I forget, the Conomedia. It was their system. It was their um, pyramid system, basically, right? And what they did was they provided security to the indigenous people who were already there, basically their slaves. And they would say, our payment to you for working on our fields is we're going to give you the gift of Catholicism, right? So, but they had this pyramid, right? And at the top of the pyramid were the elites. And those were the true Spaniards, the people from Spain. Their children that were born in the New World weren't even considered true Spaniards. They were on a rung below that. Then after that, you had various uh, levels of uh, mixed races. Of uh, Now, even with that, it had to be specific, right? If you were mixed with the indigenous and Spaniard, you were higher up. But if you were mixed with the indigenous and the Africans that were brought over, then you were lower down, right? And so that leveling went on. And then you had, below that, you had indigenous people. And then below that, then you had the African people. That still exists in Colombia today. And if you don't believe me, ask some of the U.S. personnel who have been there who were African-American and did speak, were quiet. I know of one person who went to dinner by himself and was refused entrance into a uh, restaurant because they said no blacks allowed. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? I know same individual was super medic, right? Colombians did not want to listen to him. They only wanted the white medic to teach him. So the white medic didn't know how to speak Spanish. So they had to play this part where the white American pretended to tell the Dominican something, and then the Dominican pretended and translated it. Translate it. And that's the only way the Colombians would work with them. It's like, up until 2016, they still had people in Colombia 
doing blackface. It's like, what are we doing here? It's like, so when people like ask like, well, you don't want to be associated with these other countries? No, no, I don't. I want to be associated with the United States. My ethnicity is Mexican. My heritage is from Mexico and the Mayans. I am Mesoamerican with emphasis on American. It's true. I mean, I, I, I think we share the same mindset on that. But it's still, like, evident, right? I think Spanish left their legacy. Go to these main cities in Mexico. My parents are from North Mexico, Monterey, which is basically the industrial capital of Mexico. You go to the, the urban urban areas, mm-hmm. it's very light-skinned, right? I mean, yeah, you do have some indigenous, but it's rare. So it goes back to the Spanish pretty much forcing indigenous out into the rural areas. And that's my mom is from the rural area in Monterey. So he's in point. My dad is, is very light-skinned. He's very Spanish-looking. He's from the, the, the urban area of Monterey. My mom's from the outside of the community, right? But it's, it's kind of weird that it still exists. I think the Spanish lived that legacy in America. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, you name it. You, you, you go down to these uh, border cities, the streets, the streets are, are pretty much still in Spanish. And Spanish. Um, one of our streets in where I live at, in Laredo, it's called Matamoros, which is Kill the Moors, right? So it's, it's still there. It's just weird. It's, I didn't know what it what it meant until I got to college. It's like, whoa, that's it's killed the Moors. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. they're Spanish, renovated by the Moors in Morocco. But it's it's yeah, they, they left their mark, right? But yeah, Colombia, I think, because it's smaller, they were able to uh, make it a success story, right? Because they actually drove Afro Colombians to the coast, right? Arino. Uh, other parts of the Pacific Atlantic coast, they kept them away. And the same mindset exists. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's part of their culture. But I disagree, right? Because um, yeah. I think there was a lot of problems that we identified that could have been solved, but their lineage, their, their, their mindset limited that. And there was a lot of problems going on in those areas. And Afro-Colombians were were disconnected, right? They were the runnable population getting exploited by criminal networks, right? But they leave it there. But there for another day. So. so before we started the podcast, you were talking about like you've read some articles and like other people, other countries have different a different viewpoint on on the Spanish um, legacy, right? And you know, I, I've read some articles too, some essays, some uh, some actual research from scholarly scholarly journals, and my idea is that well yeah I, I see why people from South America and Central America and Mexico would have a different view of Spain because one it's it's their heritage right regardless of whatever else like we were there for um, Independence Day like here you call Columbus Day it's like well don't say that that's an insult it, it's Indigenous Persons Day which you know, I still don't understand why people are upset with Columbus. Why are you not upset with Fernandad and uh, Isabella? Isabella, yeah. They're the ones who paid for him to come out here, and they're the ones who sent their conquistadors after they pulled them back. But they're fine. Only Columbus is the asshole. 
Everybody else is good. Everybody else in Spain is awesome. Just Columbus. He's the asshole. Like, what are we doing here? Right? And so, so it's their heritage, right? So I, I get that, right? And like in Colombia and Peru, it's uh, Dia de la Raza, Day of the Race. So they celebrate it, right? Because that's when the Latino race was born, when Columbus found, found, uh, found the New World. So they view it differently than the United States. And also, if I was, what I saw in Paraguay and Colombia is people were trying to get to the United States. But if you could not get to the United States, well, you know what? Let's go to Spain. Because if we go to Spain, one, it's easier to get in there. And two, we already speak the language. If we go to the United States, it's hard. To get a visa, it's difficult. I'm not going to walk there. Maybe they would. I don't know. Um, but even when I get there, I don't speak the language. So it's hard. So they have a different viewpoint. Like you said, it's like, um, you know, some of the articles that I read, people were saying that, uh, you know, well, the things that Spain did is not as bad as what, you know, the other um, countries did during that time. It's like, okay, so yeah, I'll give you England and France and the Dutch, and Portuguese, they were pretty bad. So they beat, the Spaniards only beat their people six days a week, not seven days a week. They only tried to kill half of the people in the New World, not all of the people. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. It's like they're, what they did was wrong, just like the other nations. And if you want to put a spin on it to make yourself feel better, that's fine. I know that I am still filling the legacy today. And that's my whole point. Um, it's, 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 a, it's in the history books. I mean, it depends where you go to school. The Spanish are brutal. Um, I, I, I know you're going to laugh at me. I finally got to reading the book, Guns, Germs, and Steel. You probably read it. Um, but yeah, it's brutal. Uh, the Spain were just as bad as the, the Dutch, right? It was, it was bad. I mean, they were going to get the resources they needed to fund their expeditions, to, to, to keep Spain great, right? The, the empire great. And they were going to go through everything they did. And if they had to breed out uh, indigenous, they were going to do that. But it was, it was, it was, it was really harsh. Yeah. And, and, and the Spanish are not ashamed of it. Uh, I spent uh, a few weeks in Spain, as I know, to where I'm working at, uh, here, here with Fifth Corps. And yeah, it, it was. We talked about it at some point, right? And uh, it was. It was a weird conversation, especially on Mexican, because Mexico is one of the biggest areas that they um, took over, right? They, they took by force. They conquered Mexico, but it was real professional, right? Yeah. But they, they, for them, it's part of their history. Yeah. But it was. It was, it was interesting, right? At yeah. best. But it, it was brutal, man. Yeah, you know, no, I get that. Like we were saying, it's like, uh, like everybody's like, yeah, I'm from Spain. I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish American. It's like, the Spanish were the first ones to the New World. They did nothing with their land. All they wanted to do was tr find, they went in search of the goddamn, uh, what, the, the fountain of youth? Yeah, gold. Yeah, they went in search of, Mount, of the Fountain of Youth and what, what is it? Um, the Lost City of Gold. 
you know, much as, as that was their healthy intent. Th- that's it. That's and then they would get the gold and silver, put it in their ships, and hopefully it made it back to Spain because a lot of their ships just sank in the Caribbean. <laughs> the one time they decide, hey, we're going to flex our muscle and show just how powerful we are. We're going to go to England. And we're going to show them who we are because we're Spain and we have the best armada on the planet. Go to Spain. It's a standoff. They can't beat the English. So they decide we're going to go back to Spain because we can't get in there. So we're just going to call it, we're going to call it even, we'll uh, go back, you know, lick our wounds and we'll come back another day. Sail around England. And they're so stupid, sail right into a storm and then lose all their armada. And then now they're no longer the major power in the world. And these are the people you want to be associated with? They're idiots. Yeah, you bring up a good point. There is a certain population of, of I could say Mexicans. I, I'm not going to say uh, 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 other, you know, nationalities. That actually, they 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 stay on Spanish. Uh, they're ashamed, right? Mexican heritage, Spanish. And for a while, I'm like, are they right? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be proud of being Mexican. But I go, I went to my, you know, my. my smart brother and it's like the hell with that it's like no but yeah there's there, there's some certain uh, Mexicans that are proud right they call it the patria uh, the, you know, the, the motherland uh, I don't know I think uh, yes of course it's part of our genetic culture but yeah we, we do have Spanish blood I guess but for you to you know to have a Warm heart for uh, for Spain. Like, okay, it's weird. So you know the women's soccer team, right on them. They, they won the World Cup, and I saw a lot of Mexicans say, "Oh yeah, the you know motherland." Uh, it's like, man. But then again, maybe it's people that don't follow the history, right? Or are not connected in a certain way. But uh, uh, I think it's interesting that. There some Mexicans were oh yeah they were they were ashamed of being Mexicans. It's like look man, if you want to say you're you're from Spain and you want to associate with that site, that's fine. That's your choice. You know, I don't. And to bring you back to the original topic, I I'm offended that my race, our race here in the United States, is based off of the language that we supposedly speak. We're the only race that's identified like that. First of all, race, again, can be identified by any physical trait. Your hair color. Maybe you have hair, maybe you don't. Right? If you're bald, then maybe you're a different race. Right? Um, Your eye color. How about the color of your earwax? Right? It can be any physical trait. It doesn't have to be skin tone. But that's what we went with. But you, your group... You will be based, we're going to identify you. Your race will be based off of the language that you speak. Well, I didn't speak Spanish until I was about 13, 14. So what's my race? That's that's the issue that I have here in the United States. The rest of the countries, you do whatever you want. You want to pray to Spain? Go right ahead. You want to send them your gold and whatever you have? Go right ahead. Because guess what? Spain isn't going to help you out. Because remember the war on terror? Yeah, I remember the the um, news conference. It was President Bush, was it Tony Blair, whoever was in charge of uh, the UK at the time, and then the Spanish president, right? 
And then Spain had one incident in Spain that said, we're out. We quit. We're done. You can't depend on them. They're the biggest flakes on the planet. So if you want to be associated with that, go right ahead. Yeah, I think uh, their track history most recently is not the best. No, but again, um, for in the United States, like why why is it that we're based, our race is based off of Spanish or the language that we speak? It, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like you're... The government is trying to force this entire group together, but by doing it, they're like really alienating us. They're separating us from society in general and then from ourselves because now we're splintering into smaller groups. I speak Castellano. It's like, because, you know, Castellano is the only official proper Spanish from Spain. Yeah. And I There's explain, only one country that corrected my Spanish. So I, I was having this discussion with someone at work. It's like saying that you speak Castellano, it, it would be like us saying 100 years from now. You know how in California, I'm sure in, Mex uh, in Texas, you guys probably did this too. You, you combine English and Spanish, right? So, hey, vamos a ir a lonche. Vamos a llevar mi troque, right? Troque and lonche, right? Spanish evolved from Latin that was spoken by Roman legionaries that were in Hispania who didn't speak proper Latin, they spoke, spoke slang Latin. So, saying that you speak proper Spanish is saying that you speak proper slang Latin. It's the equivalent of 100 years from now saying, well, we speak proper American Spanish. We say troque and lonche. It's still slang. It's just a hundred years from now. And Spanish is just slang. There is no such thing as proper Spanish. You idiots. It's like I'm tired of people saying, I speak proper Spanish. I speak Castellano. I speak the only correct Spanish. You're speaking garbage. You're speaking gibberish Latin. And even me being fluent, I caught myself getting corrected in Spain, right? It, I mean, I'm not going to call it proper Spanish, but it's, it's their form of speaking Spanish, right? Yeah. It's totally different. It's very different. You know, you start talking military terms, medical terms. It's different. It, I mean, yeah. They'll correct you, by the way. Respectfully, oh. it's like, oh, that's, yeah, you know, that's okay. The biggest compliment I ever received was when we were in Colombia, right? I was running late. So I didn't go to the embassy with the guys. I took a cab afterwards, right? Don't take the yellow cab. Of course I took the yellow cab, right? Because there are a million yellow cabs and there's like five white cabs, right? Taxis. So I took a yellow taxi and the guy asked me, ¿A dónde? And I told him, uh, Tengo que ir a la embajada de Estados Unidos. So, okay, and you remember there, right? There's two entrances, the front for the general public and then the back where all the Americans work, right? So he's driving, and I see him pass like the back entrance. I'm like, where's this? Am I being kidnapped? <laughs> I thought it was like that movie, Proof of Life. It's like, oh shit, I better jump out, right? Because <laughs> the fork's taking me to the mountains. I know where he was taking He took me to the front. Yes. Because he thought I wanted to go get my visa. I was asked, like, were you offended? He's like, no, that's the biggest compliment I've ever received in my life. 
because my Spanish had improved. I had been practicing so much that he's like, I don't know if you're Colombian. I don't know where you're from, but you don't look American. So I'm going to take you to go get your visa. <laughs> was confused as, as a driver, right? I was confused as, as a cleaning person once, as a driver. And it, it, it was, it was just, it just, I took it as a compliment, right? Yeah. I, was, oh, I mean, I'm good. I don't, I don't get offended. It's okay. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting though. Yeah, but these labels, uh, I never, I haven't thought about it, but it's always been with us ever since we're young. Yeah. And they're not going away. Unfortunately, they're not going away. My son, he's obsessed with ethnicities. He is, my wife's white, now and now Mexican. What am I? And you know what opened the can of horns? The movie Coco. The, the cartoon movie. Yeah. And it's like, Dad, this is interesting. And that's ever, ever since then. He's just obsessed with it, right? And it's okay. He's, he's interested. In it. I mean, so... But it opened up hey, the kind of warmth of Spanish, Spain, Mexican, and the religious aspect, right? How the indigenous religion became part of the Catholic religion. They the dead is a perfect example. And I explained it to my wife, hey, this is an indigenous holiday. It's an Aztec holiday. What? I was like, yeah, this is it's not a Catholic holiday. It's 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 a, it's, it's actually not part of the Catholic system. Spanish had no choice. It was so just strong influence, um, even in the, their form of afterlife, that they made it part of the Catholic religion. They had no choice, right? So that, that was a consensus. I maybe have read into it. But yeah, they the dead is I didn't explain that to my kid. I think that was I was gonna confuse him a little bit, but I told my wife about it. I was like, Yeah, they the dead is Mexico, it's something different than anywhere else. But yeah, it's an it's, it's a it's indigenous, right? It's yeah. Holiday, it's a belief system. But the you know, Spanish priests had no choice but to accept it because uh, they were going to keep celebrating it. It's just the way it was, right? Yeah, I mean, Halloween had the same. You you, you got to keep the balance, right? You got to keep the because regardless of what anybody says, it's like, well, I mean, how many Spaniards were there, right? Not not that many. So, do you really want to deal with an uprising? Probably not. Exactly. So, man, let them celebrate it. Who cares? Yeah. Right? So, day to day, it's, it's one of those examples. And there's, there's a lot of more examples like that. So, I have a question for you. So, what did your parents tell you? Or, they didn't. They never like addressed it. my brother. They never addressed it. They're just... You know, and so for me, it was difficult growing up because it was never addressed. And so I had to learn, like, in the street. Like, I, I, I didn't know what label these labels were until I got to the street and it was like, oh, we're Mexican. You, you're not Mexican? You know, and being in East Los Angeles, whenever the United States played against Mexico in soccer, and Mexico would always beat them up in the 80s, right? So you'd always hear, like, people out, Viva Mexico! Viva Mexico! I'm like, what is that? Like, what's going on? I, I didn't know. I don't watch soccer. My dad, if he watched soccer, he would go to the room by himself and watch it, right? Because that was that was a Mexican thing. That was an American thing. America, we watched baseball, and we watched. We watched every Dodger game. Every Dodger game that was on, we watched it from the first inning to the last strikeout. 
blast out every game, right? So that that was my game, and so there there was no labels until like I got into school, and it was like, oh, that's when I started. People are always ask like, how, how did you end up like that? How do you end up such a grouch? It's like, do you think I just woke up one day and decided that this is who I'm going to be? It's like this is a lifetime of people labeling me and putting me in these categories. I, I try to explain to people, it's like, I graduate, I got my uh, master's of, uh, in criminology from the University of California at Irvine, right? And the only reason why I got that is because I promised my mother I would graduate from Irvine. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gone back. But in 1992, I started there as an engineering major, right? Two things, I left Irvine for two reasons. Well, three. One, it was expensive. I thought it was expensive. At the time, it was. Now, I wish tuition was that rate again, you know, because I was dirt cheap. Um, but the white kids, not all of them, but there were probably about five white kids there and probably about 10 Asian kids there that told me consistently that I didn't deserve to be in the program, in the engineering program, that the only reason why I was there was because of affirmative action. I've heard that before. And it's like that I took the place of somebody who was deserving. And that affected my grades. So, and then I, you know, after a while I realized, you know, I really don't want to do engineering. Did I? I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I Maybe if they hadn't said anything, maybe I would have um, stayed in the program. Maybe I would have loved it. But it was I was just miserable, so I left. And, you know, I went back and I got that degree. But from being in East L.A. where people are telling me, like, well, you're not, you're not like us. You're not a Mexican. You think you're better than us. You're conceited, right? You don't speak Spanish. You should be embarrassed. You should be ashamed. To go to Irvine, because I worked hard. I worked as hard as I could to earn that opportunity. And now to have this group of people telling me, well, you don't deserve to be here. You're just a dirty Mexican. You don't, you took the place of somebody else. You're just a wetback, which, which if I have to be classified as something, it's like, and if you're offended by this term, I don't care. Um, I wish, if you have to classify me as something, classify me as a wetback. Because those are some of the hardest working people I have ever seen in my life. I've seen my family, I have family members that grew up in San Joaquin Valley and they picked oranges and peaches and I try to do it for like 10 minutes. It's like, this is hard work. I don't know how you do it. That's hard work. I never want to do that. That made me work hard in school because I realized I can't do this. I'm, I'm too weak. I'm too mentally and physically weak to do this stuff. So if you have to address me as engineer, I prefer you address me as that because those are some of the hardest working people I've ever ever met or I never ever seen. But this is a lifetime of people, even in the military. You remember where we worked in the goddamn the Poppy Battalion, right? Hey, mira, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, baby, and they had like levels, like different. It was a hierarchy. It was just like being like the Spaniards again. Just now, like it's in the military. It's like, oh, well, you know. And you had to like bend the knee and kiss the ring. It's like, oh, great, wonderful, mighty Spanish speaker, you are the greatest. It's like, and if you didn't, it's like, well, just give him the sh give him the shit duties, give him the shit jobs, and never promote him, right? People think I'm crazy, but that's exactly how it was in the '98. It was like you better be like in line. You better fall in line with the the, the Spanish speakers, or you're not getting promoted.
It's true. And and, and, and I was I noticed it quick in a heartbeat. And I was like, I was a brand new student there and uh, I graduated. And I'm like, that's the way it is. That was like the fabric, switch fabric of that, of that unit. And it was kind of, man, it's like, there's no investigation or anything like that because there's stuff going on behind the stores. I don't think nowadays maybe it's different. You got away with it, but there's some there's some stuff that was I would label it as shady. I think you can say it. It was criminal. Criminal. <laughs> like we yeah, we we all like to protect each other, and all those jackholes that were there. I don't owe you anything. I wasn't going to lie for you then, and guess what? I'm not going to lie for you now. I'm not going to go out and, and advertise the nonsense that you did. But if it's ever brought up, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to cover it. It's like, yeah, that dude did this. We weren't friends. We weren't pals. We weren't bros. I owe you absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was a loyalty program. And I think it affected even none. None Hispanic. There I go with my labels, non-Spanish speakers. It affected it because they, they wanted to uh, blend in. They wanted to be part of the, the clan, right? Yeah. And it was it was it was it was, it was weird. It was different. And you, yeah, you nailed it though. It, it was kind of legal stuff going on, man. It was different. I'll leave it at that, right? No. That's why it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be who I am because like me or hate me, I'm going to succeed on my own because that's what I learned from the military that I can pretty much... There were individuals that would come in and out of my life that I could depend on. But for the majority, the leadership in the military, I could not depend on. Not for anything complicated, not for anything simple. Thank you. Overall, it's just the way the culture is. Yeah, the but, system, right? the, and then, then you the throw in the, the microcosm of, of uh, the Spanish Empire in there, and it's even worse. It is. Um, yeah, no, you nailed it, though. Yeah, it's right. I mean, it's the outfit of the room. And if you're listening um, to this, I'm not. I, I don't know everything, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm just giving you my opinion and how these stupid labels have affected my life and how I'm just goddamn tired of people just coming up to me, hey, como estas, mi amigo? It's like, how about you just say hello? We're in the United States, right? In the United States, we speak English. Yes, I understand the United States does not officially have an official language. It has no official language. The state of North Carolina, official language, I can pretty much guarantee that anywhere in the Southeast Conference, which is, you know, from Texas all the way up to South Carolina, but North Carolina too, um, official language is English. So if we're in this region, in the Southeast, please, I'm not including Florida. We speak English. In Florida, it's true. I mean, you're gonna roll the the dice. Yeah, I think so. I go back to basic training. And there was a Hispanic guy, Spanish speaker. I think he was from the Midwest. He saw me. I saw him. He spoke Spanish. They're just starting to nip it. But, hey, no. 
talking to Sherry. He's like, hey, do you hear me? Both of you. He's right. I mean, it's his, it was army, right? And, I mean, regardless, maybe he was trying to do a whole, he can speak Spanish. But yeah, I mean, English is the language, right? Um, just, yeah, we, we are a melting pot, no doubt about it. And I think we're a stronger nation because of uh, nationalities, I think, of the U.S. But at the end of the day, uh, English is the language, right? And I think the radar is in the U.S., but being in Europe, the, the Germans um, were enforcing the, the German language for refugees coming to Germany, right? They, it was borderline, but you better learn um, German, right? Because I think it's, it's required just to be a citizen, right? It's just, it's just so it's, a, it's a Western country. And a lot of people don't know that, right? A lot of people, of course, see that. They look at it, oh, it's racist, whatever. But it just that at the end of the day, that's how you're going to contribute to society. And then it's innocent. That's the way you're going to do it. You, you, you speak English, right? Well, yeah, but Germany's a sovereign nation. They can decide to do whatever they want. Exactly. Or, here's the thing, don't immigrate to Germany. Yeah. If you don't want to learn German, don't go there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some parts of Germany, they're, they've gone to the point of enforcing certain, certain aspects of immigration. But overall, um, you, gotta, you have to you know, assimilate to the, to the country. Some, some, some stuff was harsh that's not in the news but that's just the way it is right they started they welcomed refugees but they but they wanted them to be Germans just like just like here right standard education is, is, is English and but regardless I think it's labels I think it's just part of it's part of it it's it's just, it's, just it's difficult to assimilate and be part of the country if I'm constantly being pulled away. It's like, this is my country. This is where I was born and raised. I've gone overseas to fight for my country. I've gone to overseas. I've been called, let's see, let's, let's go down the list. I've been called an American pig, which uh, I had to ask my interpreter, is he calling me a pig? Because in the Muslim religion, that's an unclean animal. Or is he calling me a pig because he says he thinks I'm fat? And my interpreter asked, like, what's the difference? It's like, well, if he's calling me a pig because it's unclean, I can understand that. He's angry. But if he's calling me fat, well, that's just rude. And there's no need for that. It's like, are you serious? It's like, yes. It's like, so my trip says, it's just because pigs are unclean. It's like, okay, then I'm not worried about it. When you're in Iraq, you come up with stupid reasoning, right? <laughs> Do you go bash somebody in the face with the buttstock because they call you American pig? No. No. You just let it go, right? And so I try, would try to amuse myself and get find ways to just, you know, bring the situation down. And that's how I did it. But let's see. In Guyana, I was called a stupid white bitch. I was called a... White Devil. In, uh, Where was this? That was in Guyana, both times in Guyana. In Colombia, I was called one of those. You know, 
not really American, not not really Mexican, less than. Uh, I guess maybe I could have, uh, I don't know, worked out in the sugar fields, according to this lady, you know, with her Spanish empire, the yeah. way she was thinking. And let's see, in Paraguay, I was considered... What, what, they called me something, I forgot. They have they have this weird different dialect down there, right? They combine um, Spanish with um, Portuguese a little bit and with um, Guadanese, the native language. Yeah. Right. But they called me something, I forgot what it was. Um, wasn't nice. And then um, in Mozambique, because I went down there for two weeks for um, this medical stuff, uh, they called me uh, American Colonizer. So it's like, mm, I'll take it, because at least you're calling me American. You're calling me American. So at least you identified that. You didn't call me less than. So I mean, you and I can't be the only ones. And I, I think at some point there has to be somebody running for office. People's got to go away. And it's just, it causes so much confusion. Even for Americans, it causes confusion. I was telling you, my wife is like so, and she was, she was, so what are you? I think she saw a commercial, so I was speaking the, the, the I think it was the Latin Music Awards or something like that. So it's like, I'm confused. And she's right. She is very right. It's like a Latin, you know, um, Hispanic, uh, Spanish. Um, it's confusing to, to a lot of Americans. I think let's just let's get rid of these labels, you know, and, so I want to I want to say right here right now so there's no misunderstanding if you want to quote me go right ahead but Grace Flores Hughes if I ever see you I'm gonna get a running start and I am gonna Superman punch you into next week because she is a woman the person who was working for the Nixon administration back in the 70s who came up with the term Hispanic you don't speak for me you do not speak for me. I never gave you permission to speak for me. Never have I ever given you permission. Do not call me Hispanic. That is a slave term. Do not call me Latino. Because that's offensive. I'm not a Roman legionnaire. Alright? I don't speak Latin. Don't call me Latino. Either call me American, call me Mesoamerican. If you call me anything else, I will correct you. So call me that the second time. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a VIP ticket to the super kick party, sucker. Because you're gonna get a good swift kick to the head. Yeah. So I guess. Do you think it's just a lack of education, or just people just pressing the easy button? Just like, hey, we need to. I think it's just a culture. We need to. We need to put a like one. So I, I understand why she did it because she had to come up with this. The Nixon administration and the census in the 1970, they had everybody oh, marking, like, uh, there were like a hundred different labels that people were, like, writing in. And so it's like, how do we group all these people together? And she decided that it would be Hispanic because she did not like, she did not want to include Brazilians. Why? Did your husband or boyfriend leave you for a Brazilian mommy? <laughs> what is it that you have against Brazilians that they would not be included with us. Everybody else in the Western Hemisphere is included in this group except for Brazilians. 
Why? Who are you to make that decision? Just use Latino. No, I want to develop the term Hispanic because I want to get promoted in my, in my position. And I want to make sure that everybody references their heritage of Spain and ignores their indigenous heritage. I don't want to be associated with Spain. I want to be associated with the Mayans and the Aztecs. So I wonder what being there's Portuguese Americans have to say about that. I've never asked one before. I don't think they care. I don't think Maybe I don't know. Oh. There are, I, to be honest, there aren't that many Brazilian Americans that I know. I think I know two, and that's just in passing. I don't really know them well enough to have this conversation. You're right. I mean, I think I think I ran into them in Florida. I was there for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I just think about that. You're from Portugal, you're from yeah, Brazil, sorry. Yeah, what do you label yourself as? Or maybe they just don't care, they're like, whatever. But again, I bring up my, my point. It's like, well, you're Hispanic because you speak Spanish. Dominicans have no association with Spain. They're descendants of the indigenous people that were on the island and the Africans that were brought over. Afro-Colombians, Afro-Venezuelans, Afro-Brazilians have nothing to do with Spain. What are we doing here? Well, no, they're Hispanic because they speak they, they speak Spanish. Okay. Spanish is not a physical trait. The language that you speak is not a physical trait. I had this discussion with one of my professors at, at Irvine and she's like, well, because race has evolved so much. It's like, don't give me this nonsense because you're white and you're talking down to me again and I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. It's insulting. Let me educate. It's just easy, but. Well, let me educate the Mexican, the dumb Mexican on his race. I, the white PhD, will educate the dumb Mexican on his race. No, you don't get to tell me. I will tell you. Exactly. I'm not asking for anybody's permission. And I got that from one of my... Uh, that's not a Tony original. That's from one of the members of my cohort. I heard her say that. It's like, dang, I like that. That's right. But I'm not asking for anybody's permission. I'm telling you. Not that many Mexicans like that. Though. I think they like, oh, they, they feel that in their efforts to assimilate, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll label me that. I think there's not that much of a voice to bring about change. Then if we're going to assimilate, let's fully assimilate and just say we're American. There's there's no adjective. There's no precursor. It's just American, period. That's it. I think uh, I saw this, I think it was Mayweather on an interview that he said he corrected Maybe I might be mistaken here. He corrected the interviewer. I want to say it was Mayweather. Or so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a famous boxer. And he didn't want to be called African. He's like, I'm an American. It's like, yeah, I may come from African ancestry. But I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, so that's, it's, he shares that view that says, okay. American, you know, uh, I came from. I think he won the gold medal. That makes 
it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I had the American flag. So call me American. Like, that, that was interesting. I'm going to look it up. I'll send it to you. But I think it was Mayweather. A lot of people talk trash on Mayweather, but I thought that was pretty good. I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure it was Mayweather. They corrected the interviewer. On American. That's kind of cool. But there's not that many people like that. And they just go with the flow. But you're right, going back to the next administration, it's just been the label that we've been comfortable with at this point. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot of folks like us who are growing up. Go back home. I asked my brother. I asked my mom. My mom was like, "Do whatever they tell you." <laughs> it's just it's, you can speak yeah. English, so do whatever they tell you. You know, don't get trouble. You know, you know I'm proud of my heritage because you know my my family comes from Mexico, right? But like, what else do I have to do to prove that I'm American? My father came here. He he's a naturalized citizen, you know, how he passed that test, I don't know, because he couldn't read English, I guess they, in California, I'm sure they gave it to him in Spanish, right? I think that my mom, if you're a certain age, mm -hmm. they'll give it to you in Spanish, I think, yeah, I think if you're like 60, 62, they'll give you the test in Spanish. But you know, for, for my dad, like, you know, that's a big deal, you know, and, and he didn't celebrate it at all, he just... One day he woke up, went, came back, he had his little flag, and he just put it up. And it's like, never even mentioned it. Never. Nothing. To him was, he didn't tell you about it. No. Like, that, that's a big deal. You know, for whatever degrees that I that I uh, achieve or earn, him being a naturalized citizen is bigger than any any degree I could ever earn. Exactly. You know, and, and, and when people just come up to me and say, like, Oh, como estas? Oh, you should be ashamed that you don't speak Spanish. It's like, it's like, it's a slap in the face to my parents who worked as hard as they could to provide me an opportunity to be American. Not to be Mexican. Not to be Spanish. To be American. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I wish my mom could speak English. Because she's like, whenever she lives, she has lived longer in the U.S. and Mexico. She's proud to be a Mexican, but she's proud to be more of being an American because she says the government opened the doors for me, right? They gave you guys an education. They gave me the opportunity to be safe, right? Um, and I, I think she's she's very vocalized about it. But yeah, she's proud of being Mexican, but I think she's more proud of being an American. And once she took that test, uh, she became a citizen. It was a huge deal and she was proud of that because it's like, hey, I waited for a year or something like that. I followed the legal process and she's proud of that. She's, she's proud of it, right? And, and, and the thing that's just something that is part of her, her, her makeup, she's proud of it, right? But with that said, she enforced education, right? It's like, do what you need to do to succeed. And reading between the lines, it's called dominating the English language, right? Yeah. That's what it takes. And she told me, yeah, go for it. But anyway, like, yeah. Just... No, that's awesome because my parents, you know, they had five kids. I think I was like the last hope so they would teach me um, 
you sit there and you do your homework and you don't get up till it's done. You know, they never hit me. They never threatened me. You know, I was just a kid, so I'd be mad. They never checked my homework. Again, right? My dad had a sixth grade education from Mexico. My mom had a ninth grade education from the United States. Once I completed geometry, once I completed algebra, what, what were they going to check? They couldn't check my homework. They didn't know if it was right or wrong. You know, but they just instilled that, you know I me mean? Like, just sit there. So now, like, I have to do... You know, I'm in that uh, program for data analytics, right? I'm sitting there nugging away. Oh, man, like trying to figure it out. And people are asking, you know, we're working in groups. It's like, Antonio, do you want to like see what we're doing? It's like, no, I don't need your help. I will do it myself. If I have to sit here all night, I will figure it out because of what they taught me, because of their hard work. I was raised the same way. Right? And sometimes I catch myself with my kids. I got to balance it out because um, no one helped me with my homework. Nobody. My brothers were doing their own thing. We're five years apart. They couldn't help me. They were doing other stuff. I had to figure out myself. And yeah, it's just this stuff that just, that's the way I was raised. You figure it out. <laughs> that was a good thing. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to be that harsh on my kids. But I, I let them fail. I said, hey, you got to figure it out. Try it out. Well, obviously, once you start getting frustrated and such. All right, so we're at about an hour and 20 minutes, so we're gonna like uh, cut it here um, because this was a in-depth discussion about this. Um, but before we go, um, do you have any shout-outs or any businesses you want to promote? So yes, uh, a few. Was it a few months ago already that we talked? Yep. Yeah. A couple. Yeah, shout least. out to USC Cares. Uh, I was able to land a job to General Electric and uh, this uh, foundation, right? So for USA Cares, the transition is only about, I don't know, I want to say just one of their, there are less efforts they do to transition. Majority of the time they spend focusing on uh, table vets and homeless vets. So, um, Thanks to USC Cares, right? They, uh, they were able to take this uh, fellowship with GE, and I got a job, right? So my hat to those guys, they uh, go off donations. So, yep, that's the only shout-out I have. Okay. So we're going to start doing this podcast. It's not just going to be the audio. I'm going to start uploading the video to YouTube. So um, you can go and just search me on YouTube. Just type in Antonio Rodriguez, and it'll pop up. You'll see my ugly face. That's the logo. But this is my new button. I have a, you know, my hype button. That's just a lot of fun to do. This, this is my goat button, right? Um, if you hear this, that means somebody said something stupid. <laughs> you forgot to press it a couple of times. No, 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 no you're good. This is uh, for future, uh, this was a semi-serious episode. And uh, when we do, I'm going to do an episode on... Um, Truck stops across America. Gonna, oh man, I'm looking forward to that. I'm from I'm from South Texas, so I grew up around uh, trucking businesses. So so yeah, driving out to uh, Alabama, I stopped at Bucky's, and it's like uh, that's like the Disneyland of truck stops. I haven't gone. I need to go. So I have a I put a picture on LinkedIn with me of the Bucky statue because each Bucky has a statue. It's true. 
And, uh, I need to go. There's one nearby here. <laughs> I need to go. So if you hear the goat, it was like, no, that, that, that was just stupid. And we're going to have a little bit more sound effects uh, coming here. I got my applause button coming in today so um, because it's easier. I'm old. I'm tired. I don't want to, I don't want to clap. It's easier just to hit a button. Um, so, Eli, thanks for being on here. Um, again, thanks for inviting me. If you're listening, um, just remember if you're transitioning help, uh, if you're transitioning out of the military and you need assistance, you just log on here. You can reach me at arantonio-rodriguez98 at gmail.com and I can get you in contact with anybody who has been on this uh, podcast um, because maybe you think I'm an idiot, but you might find that somebody else has a pretty good idea or a pretty good resource. You have something that makes you unique, um, identify what that is, maximize it to its fullest potential, and I know you will be successful. Um, if you're interested, USC beat Colorado today. Um, but they were winning by like 35 points and ended up winning by like seven. They ended up winning by seven because <laughs> USC has no defense. Um, but as usual, zot, 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 and roll tide.